0: Hello everybody. Uh the question that I have for today is if you could live in a commune, would you? Or if you could start a commune? And if so, what would it look like?
1: Alright, I'm gonna jump in first. We do live in a commune.
0: <laughs> so saith the cult leader. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. So saith our leader. <laughs> the greatest, the one. <laughs>
1: I mean, like what? what I mean, yeah, we do live in a commune. Yeah, we we like. Should we define what we mean by that? Yeah, that's where I'm getting. That's what because like (laughs) we obviously need some sort of definition of a commune because like words, you know. Yeah, because they mean things. They mean things, and you know, they mean different things in different circumstances. And you know, we live in a in in a glass. In a, society made, a of, glass society made of words and sentiments so um, my
0: hesitation to coming up with a specific definition is i is it could potentially mean different things to different ones of us um not to say we, we shouldn't we can't come up with a definition but just one thing to think about is um yeah the initial question might mean different things to different people like right. you know does it mean some like a uh some I think it suggests maybe some degree of removal from society, but maybe it doesn't. Uh, maybe one person thinks of something you know off in the woods in the middle of nowhere, and another person thinks of uh, a household in a city. You know, uh, right? So well, I yeah, I, I guess I, I mean like Strong definition. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to agree on a definition. That's for sure. I think that yeah, we're each going to have our own. I'm interested in, and I think actually maybe this is what you're getting at, Tyler. And like, what is everybody's first? reaction to like what do you what's what is summoned to your mind first when that question is asked of you
1: um you know in, in mad men you know when no spoilers Roger uh Roger Sterling I haven't seen
0: test season 2.
1: Rog- Wait
2: what? <laughs> I've, I've <really>? seen exactly
0: <laughs> zero episodes of mad men.
2: <laughs> oh dude I've seen the pilot only. Great pilot. <laughs> Joe Oh no! Who's Roger, Joe? Who
0: the fuck (laughs) is Roger, man? None of us know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. Okay.
1: Um. All right. Another. Another. You know. It's uh, like I picture uh, primarily agricultural. uh, Collection, like collective group of people who. Um, share property in a way that is uh, outside of traditional nuclear or extended family sharing. That's, That's sort of my picture of a commune. It's, you know, you'd like... Are operating a sort of lackadaisical farm with uh <laughs> with lazy the, commies with the mm-hmm. fucking lazy commies I, I didn't say lazy i just said lackadaisical like it's not you know it's it's <laughs> a different um like with the 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 goal of 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 subsistence and um you know maybe some boning in there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of subsistence. <laughs> true. True. In my opinion. True. We uh we are a so- we we are a society uh, that, that that procreates, recreates, reproduces.
2: I definitely think of like one of the first things they think about is almost like a weird contradiction because I do think of that same thing of uh know it's just, uh, some kind of group of people that is removed from society that in some way is sharing most of the stuff that they have now like there's a very limited amount of actual ownership of material and but at the same time there is a collective ownership that involves um that makes uh, some makes the area in which you live exclusive, so that you don't necessarily want people from outside it coming in and taking whatever they want, either. So you share everything inside, but there's an you know there's an ex- exclusiveness to it that you're also not sharing necessarily with the outside world, too. It um that's that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind for me.
0: For me, I sort of think of
2: um,
0: a group of people that have come together to uh, generate and provide services um, that uh, on a localized level that often would be either sort of distributed or centralized in some like uh, governing structure or something. I sort of think about it through like an agorist lens, which I guess is sort of a subset of anarchist thought like um, instead of needing some like global food production, you produce a lot of food in house, um, uh, like provide like some sort of provisions of shelter um, and uh, like some of the services that uh, are sort of attributed to governing structures sometimes, shelter, food, safety, I guess. And that being provided on, on a, a sort of local local uh, community scale.
1: Wait, can you can we step back and and oh, agorist? What what's that? Agorist, yeah. What's that mean?
0: A social philosophy that advocates creating a society in which all relations between people are voluntary exchanges by means of counter economics, engaging with aspects of nonviolent revolution. I I don't know where that came. Uh, <laughs> you must have you Googled that. The or internet, something, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that yeah, that seems like a pretty spot on, <laughs> uh, much better uh, explanation than than I would give. Um, and I think part of it, I guess part of it that might be a little bit missing for them from that is there's often in it, um, I hear about it in sort of the context of anarchism and trying to sort of create and provide services um, in place of services that would often come from some other centralized governing, often involuntary or oppressive structure. Like if there was some sort of taxation system within it, it would be voluntary.
1: Okay, Jim. Don't mm. play the Leroy Jenkins thing. That's <laughs> 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 all
2: I can think of. I now. do, but and, and when you're done, Jim, I do have a question in regards uh, to, to Leroy Jenkins uh, to to the comp, to the commune aspect. Okay.
0: Um, I mean, I mean the first. I don't know if I have a necessarily Hmm. I don't know if I have a in fully internalized definition of this, but I do have, it's it's kind of a, almost exactly what Tyler said, to be honest. It's just like when the first thing that comes to my mind is a, as a group people voluntarily interacting with each other. I mean, I I have a hard time imagining it existing outside of our current governmental structure, you know, in, in reality. Um, so I kind of think of it in terms of like a somewhat isolated town of people that are communally, you know, trying to provide as much as they can within that, uh, small region for one another, um, and, you know, having a certain level of like self-governance there and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it just, it's just like everyone being able to, in this isolated Circumstance to do what they want without uh, the primary driver in their life being, you know, they need to keep a specific job or something like that. Um, I think we talked about this a lot the last time we were recording. Um, yeah, see, like, yeah, it's like kind of existing outside that, but I I do really have a hard time kind of uh, unfantasizing it. You know what I mean? Or like unutopia. Utopiaizing it, you
1: know, romanticizing, <laughs> um, romanticizing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah,
2: sure. the one of the things of the voluntary aspect is like, what do you do with somebody in a compound who doesn't want to do anything, and everyone else works and they don't work?
0: You beat them to death and take their goods. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, generally speaking, I think
0: the I- idea that everyone needs to put in. A lot of labor, like everyone needs to put in labor for society to work is just not true. I I, I think that that is not true under the sort of, I mean, I think it would create feelings of unfairness and and there would have to be like a a social way to deal with it. There'd be feelings about it, but I I think it could be fine. Not everyone has to pitch in some certain amount. I
1: have to push back right immediately you abs everybody must absolutely put in some amount of labor for society to exist there's not no everyone. there's no no, no absolutely I okay almost like yeah true not everybody but th- very very much almost everybody but like your definition of labor there i think is sort of la- sort of overly narrow cuz like i personally need to put in labor to survive personally, like I can't, they I can't bring food to my face without some effort. Yeah, I th- that's a
0: broader view of labor than I'm thinking of, or that I think was in- intended in that question. You know, like saying right. most people put in
1: right, but I just want
0: hours a day on the farm. Right, and one
1: person's like, "Fuck that, I'm not doing it." But I just wanted to broaden out that definition of labor to sort of be able to work that into this discussion because like you do need like there is a certain amount of labor required for self-sustainability and like y- you could have a society uh, like would it be a society if everybody was like never could like shared or never did anything for one another but like shared shared thoughts like and and feelings like where does it become you know what i mean like where does it become a society is there an inherent like is inherently inherent to that definition some amount of um reciprocity in shared labor
2: yeah yeah i agree with what you're saying i um like one of the things that came to mind wasn't necessarily like everyone contributing to the farm but just simply like you know cleaning up after yourself you know like um even like if you had your own personal area where it was yours to put your you know head at night and your your area was a mess compared to everybody else's but like not like casual mess like an actual gross mess like a biohazard yeah like a biohazard mess that's making making everyone else's life miserable too by extension but they choose to do nothing like what do you do about that
0: so is the baseline of that i mean i don't know if we're getting too caught up on this idea of like what labor is because i mean in the type of uh society we're talking about, right? Like labor could be, you know, maybe a person doesn't put in five hours at the farm or whatever, but maybe they're, you know a spiritual leader. Creative, spiritual leader, writing literature, whatever the fuck. You know? Exactly. Um, Yeah. But I think the so the minimum requirements could be, you know, at a you know, and the ramifications of not meeting those minimum requirements is another discussion, but um the minimum requirements could be something like, you know, whatever doesn't inhibit the rest of society from moving forward or prospering or whatever.
2: Um I so I, I did have a question too for everybody. Mm-hmm. How when you envision the commune, how many people are live there? Well, before we
0: go there, I want to say one other thing about the last sort of quest oh yeah um which is one thing that i in at least in my sort of ideal commune one thing one thing that i would want to as much as possible i i want to push back against the idea that there is needs to be some like that everyone needs to put in the same amount of effort even if it's in different places I don't think it necessarily needs that necessarily needs to be the case. I think it could be fine as long as the sort of cultural system was in place and the social system was in place that that people felt generally okay of picking up the slack um, and then that sort of slack was picked up um, by the group maybe not as a whole but overall yeah like I think the idea that a lot of that comes up a lot in conversations with communes that like everyone needs to put in some either number of hours or like needs to make some contribution of roughly the same size, even if for one person it's on the farm and another person it's in a kitchen and another person it's cleaning. I kind of think that it doesn't need to be like that. Like people can have I think there could be a way to I'm, accommodate different people's sort of drives. I believe the people's energy levels and all that
1: type of like yeah, if someone I definitely doesn't feel like doing that. as much, I think that could be fine. Yes. I believe if the, the culture, phrase I believe the phrase is uh from each as much as they're able to each as much as they need or something along those lines. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that.
2: Yes, I I totally agree with that.
1: I mean, that's one of like the main f- phrases of Lennon.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I I love that, I that And I I think, I think that fun. I think that could be really hard. Like interpersonally, I think that could be really challenging, but I think that it could be really rewarding to try to find a way to make that possible
1: oh it's marx it's marx uh from welcome to your friendly neighborhood communism f- from each according to his ability to each according to his needs yeah i mean we're talking about communes like what yeah, <laughs> we, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I, I think and i i'm gonna bring in a, a totally different not different idea but a, a sort of un, unrelated idea that i think is part of this discussion right like the the strict counting of effort is impossible right like us being able to have a, a a shared definition such that you can reduce everyone's effort and contribution to the same linear scale and therefore be able to passably or you know reasonably equalize that labor is, is is silly i think and uh like gets to the i think it's an idea that uh, we were talking about i think tyler a, a, a while ago like the idea of simulating the universe is impossible because in order to simulate the universe you would need the universe
0: right like it's it can't be
1: simplified in Right. Into so, yeah, like so, like the Im- something
0: that describes the original
1: thing. Right. And so, like the amount of like effort it would take to, like, it's not exactly related, but the the amount of effort it would take to actually like quantify the like the various contributions that make up a complex social network of of humans, like that would be all you'd get done would be just bickering about. What people, what other people are contributing, and like the entire contribution of this large group of people would be to bicker about um, <laughs> what other people are contributing, and and in in a way, what I'm currently describing is cable news. <laughs> I mean, yes,
0: but I think I, I agree with you generally speaking, and in most cases. But there are cases where it's like I mean you could have a case in the commune where it's like ah the person he doesn't he doesn't work at the, on the fields he doesn't cook he doesn't clean he's a fucking asshole to everyone he talks to, um, he doesn't do jack shit you know like but it could be fine like not every oh, well, I don't yeah. I don't know and I don't know how exactly how that would work but like even in the case where it's obvious
1: right where like yeah I yeah I don't think that. I think Yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it can be right. Like, and it's, it's, yeah, and it it's be. really impossible to, to know. And it gets to that, that difficulty of quantization of that, because like, true, it might be fine. Like on balance, if like the effort that would be required from the rest of the group to change that situation, is greater than the detriment that's experienced from picking up the slack. Do you, like, mm. you know, cause that's a real, that's absolutely a consideration too. Like, you know, expelling somebody from the commune is a, a, a labor intensive task.
2: Yeah. And oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I do think that um, if you had somebody in that scenario you were talking about, Tyler, I, Tyler, I, I do think uh, resentment is would, would build from people. Unless they had some kind of um, reasonable excuse to not participate, I do feel people would get very upset. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: I mean, it's the extreme case. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I also, yeah, I mean that's something to. it's a hard case to try to figure out and i think that it's kind of important too like because it's a case where the person isn't actively they're not active harm right mm-hmm. like the person isn't hurting people in an active way or you know at least in the case that i'm imagining they're maybe they're abrasive and not like does people don't feel like they're sort of contributing by being a leader or being like bringing people together. But I mean, I would, in my ideal scenario, someone wouldn't just wouldn't be kicked out just because they're not working hard enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can, it would create resentment. I mean, it's, it's hard. I don't have a good answer for it, but uh, I guess in my ideal system, um, at least some basic level of, um, some basic level, like the person would have enough to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there'd be like mm-hmm. still some sort of payment for effort for labor, and that person would, you know, get some equivalent of a basic like a universal basic income, but not, um, get rewarded. Maybe there—I don't know exactly how it would work, but maybe there would be some reward system for labor, like money, but probably not
2: cash. I mean- yeah, that does that does bring me back to that question. So, how many people are there if there's money around?
1: More than a hundred. More than a hundred and fifty.
2: Too. Right. We'll, I would guess a
0: few.
1: Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll anywhere
0: t- from fifty to three
1: hundred. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. What was the the number? The the th- somebody's number about like the number of social Avogadro's? Relations? No. <laughs> Avocados number. <laughs> Avocados number. Yeah. Dunbar's number is a su- suggested co- cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relations. I want to say that was around 150. Yeah, it's 150. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like, about 150. Yeah. So if there's money, there's more than 150 because money is uh, a tool that we use to. Uh, uh, allocate uh, resources in an asocial way.
2: I don't I think, don't that's think true. you need money. I don't think you need money for 150 people.
1: No, more than 100.
2: I don't yeah. think you need. Well, I what think we should have do less is than distribute tokens still be
1: useful.
0: that people can use to pay the taxes. Honestly, I'm going to change no, my number count. Kidding. I think you could have as few as. Ten people
2: successfully sure it yeah. depends
0: on how isolated it is because if this is like you know like basically because this this scales in different directions right like if we're talking about a commune is um, ten friends, let's say five people and uh, significant others if we're assuming a just pretty homogenous just like you know monogamous relate like relationships like normal like well normal you know what i mean um families two three four whatever and they're just existing in society as it exists now but also say you know growing a bunch of their own food and providing other services to one another based on their expertise or whatever like, that's kind of a different thing. You know, if we're talking about isolating entirely from society, we're getting dangerously close to uh, following Joe into the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm not thinking super <laughs> isolated. No, I'm thinking, you know, it could be a couple houses on a neighborhood street. Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are three rules, basically. Number one is that you don't invoke the name of Big Rocket Battery Boy Number two is you don't buy things from the big Washington delivery service. And number three All
1: your base are belong to us.
0: <laughs> all your base are belong to us. And then the rule yeah, that never basically, needs to be spoken, which basically is, Joe the, is the leader. <laughs> basically all the rules of this podcast, this is what <laughs> this is what governs our society. That's all, right, all we need. So the
1: question is 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 this a podcast is this podcast
2: a commune? <laughs>
0: It uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> the beginnings of one, hopefully. <laughs>
2: well, uh, all right. I got some. Let's let's check this out. Hold on average, um, see, like w- population of an Amish village. Because I feel but like is that a, is, is that a commune? I feel like that is the like purest form of a commune. That's not completely isolated from civilization and they exist both in their own independent world, but as a part of the world that is around them too, I feel like it doesn't get more, you know, like quintessential. Yeah. It doesn't. So
1: I could take bus tours to the Amish village in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah,
2: I'd like to go out into Amish
1: and smoke doinks, to be honest.
2: I'm Springer! Uh,
0: Another question um, after the number question, which I think could be fun, would be... So, a lot of us have talked about agriculture as maybe part of it. Um, What would, like, small-scale agriculture for a small group of people look like? Like, whether it's 15 people or 50
1: all right, let's. Um, that's a great question, is but wait, probably you, a lot easier than fifty. Yeah, let's settle on. Let's settle on a number just for the rest of the discussion. I mean, I think I I think we go with Dunbar's number. Like, uh, I think we go with one hundred and fifty because it's like
2: I like one hundred fifty. It's too.
1: like in. The I don't middle. know
0: if I like isolating it to that discussion to that because that's a particular discussion, right? Like, if we're just talking about, like. I I think the in reality, the concept of living in a area with 10 or 15 people that you already know, but also existing in society is kind of a fun idea. Like that's I like 100% trying to make on that, try, trying to make that happen in my life for yeah. me and some other families.
2: I don't think that's a commune. I, I to me, that's a compound.
0: Mm,
2: like, it, uh, like, like it's. Like, um, a yeah, like
0: a family compound.
2: Yeah, family... Com- it's just like, we have this area. It's our own. You know, we still live in the wider world, but Pay your this fucking area taxes. Is, is an exclusive exclusive to us and, you know, enter at your own risk. Whereas a commune, we're open to the idea of taking in new people and expanding um, our population. All right, wait, wait.
1: Is, is a part of it being a commune, like, that nobody like is employed by people outside of the commune.
0: So for me my, my ideal sort of like smaller group of people thing, no. Like it,
2: yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't I don't see you need employment from the other side. I think you need an initial investment from people to to start it up. But after a while you become self sustaining and you don't have to interact with the wider world.
0: I more meant the other way. Like I think it could be fun for people
2: to have Oh, you did oh okay. Outside. Yeah,
1: yeah but I, I feel like right now we're sort of skirting the line between talking about well, like Tyler's ideal sense of life. And like, what we mean by a <laughs> commune—gyms,
0: maybe? Yeah. Well, I mean, we did start this discussion with saying like Tyler's first comment was, "Well, I don't want to pigeonhole into a definition of what a commune is because it might mean different things to different people." And I think that's exactly where where we're getting here. Is There's like, like two general ideas. There's like the smaller idea that I think I like the like the compound type thing.
1: Right. But I do like part of me wants to get into like discussing the logistics and like i feel like we can't yeah we can't do that unless we nail something down like just for the sake of discussion so i think the different sort
0: of numbers provide provide different levels of isolation that are possible isolation isn't really the word that i'm going for like different levels of um, self-sufficiency possible um and i think this is something we've sort of been talking about As well sort of directly and sort of indirectly like you know 15 people may sort of be that may more require interaction with jobs outside um whereas 150 people may not um but i think that we could still talk meaningfully in in a fun way about logistics of the smaller type of situation which is like all right well what services could be provided by that sized community if it's 15 20 people like um You also would not need as much employment outside if, say, for example, part of this compound was growing a lot of food and putting it up for the winter and all that shit, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like that's. Your living expenses might be significantly less where you don't need the same kind of income you would if you were not a part of it.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like, like, agriculture has got to be a part of it. It's got to be a huge part. Yeah, Yeah. right. Because, like. We need energy, and we get that from the sun. <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: And then yeah, I, I, the, I, from the sun trickles through, like, plant and animals
1: and into us again. Yeah, it's, it comes from the sun. It, it it bubbles around in a bunch of weird proteins and stuff. And, is, you know, that's. I mean, that's all we are. It's, <laughs> it's just like a, yeah. a, a roiling... Mass of in like f- connecting and disconnecting amino acids. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of gross when you think about super it. gross. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes get me sick. hungry.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. It's like a giant tube, like a big tube <laughs> that like takes things in and poops it out. We are <laughs> flesh donuts. Yes. I'm a flesh donut. <laughs> really long. Oh, I
2: love donuts.
1: donuts. <laughs> I must, One end
0: tastes better than the other though. <laughs>
1: and it's out the one you think <laughs>
0: <laughs> top five best tasting friends go. <laughs> <laughs> I selfishly think we should talk more about the 15 number than the 50, because it seems more possible. And I think it'd be fun to talk about the logistics of something like that, which, yeah. Like how much, how much could 15 people produce from for themselves so that they would not have to, um, Consume from outside of this okay. little bubble. All right. you Like, how many services could fifteen people provide from those valves?
2: Can we Can we start off with a uh, like a base level? You know, I get to bring clothes. I get to bring mm. you know. Yeah. A like you move your house. You move your house right over there. Like
0: we're starting. Oh, you move your whole house. Sure. Oh. yeah. Like, oh, you buy a, We buy a house. Like, what this is going to like? At least, Tyler, correct me if this is not your. Particular vision, but this is what I'm thinking about. Like, you know, you find a compound that's like maybe you have, you start with like multiple acres and you build some houses while you're currently living in a whatever other living situation you have and hmm. you build some houses on land and then you move into them and then you build infrastructure um, and go on from there. And then maybe there's a timeline, like an arc of, you know, I'm currently at my job full time and I need to have this particular full time job to meet my, um, uh, needs you know in terms of you know what i owe money to, to like to, all my bills and shit to give me my day this daily yeah to give donut. to give us this day my daily donut hole um, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I'm i'm sort of thinking yeah and then like there's a transition there so there's a lot of logistics there mm. like how long would it take You know, but, and then eventually you just like build houses and like, you probably buy furniture from other people or like maybe somebody involved in this knows how to build furniture and that's cool or whatever. But like, you know, there's, there's a whole arc. Yeah, exactly. Oh, side note, Jim, I'm fucking down. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, you know that my family can provide some good, uh, direction where the food is concerned. (laughs) I have a little bit of agriculture experience too. Yeah. Probably, honestly, would be best to be getting some outside income. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Some outside supplies so you don't have to worry about starving. Because it's like, it's hard. Like, rice is a staple of of, uh, so many people's diet, but it's, um, I don't know. I feel like it'd be really difficult to grow rice um, In in a small.
0: Yeah, farming. this climate, too. I, I remember there was this dude at URI when I was there at the agricultural research station that was just super into, like, as an undergrad, I think, or maybe a grad student. But he was, like, really trying hard to make rice be a thing, like, that we could grow in New England. It, and it was just not working out. Like, I don't know stop, if it was working out. Stop like, trying like, to make like, rice a thing. Try, <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to make rice a thing, Todd. <laughs> it's too freaking
1: cold up here <laughs> um, okay all right okay yeah so all right there's agriculture how how, how much we would need like how many acres like how many calories can you grow per acre you uh
2: you need so I saw a thing where it was said, like, uh, hunter-gatherers need, I believe it was 10 or 12 square miles. And for a family, you only need, like, an acre or something. Like, you, you need a, a, a small fraction of that. I saw that a long time ago, so I'm sorry I don't have the specific numbers.
1: Yeah, depending. But
2: you, really, you don't need that much land
1: agricultural experts say the minimum amount of land needed in North America is between two and 17 acres per person.
0: No, I don't buy it. Says the homesteading yeah, dot com.
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Joe. Um, and the average average in North America, that's a lot. I mean, the, you're talking about the average in North America, but we're in new England. So like, we have a lot of rain and shit. Oh, true. I guess. We get, like, a big-ass growing season. Like, if you're averaging all of North America, it's like, yeah, you need, like, 70 acres of grasslands to make enough cows to feed one person. But, like, if you... Like, one farmed acre of vegetables um, of different types... I mean, there's, like... I don't know. One farmed acre of tomatoes, as an example, produces unbelievably huge amount of tomatoes yeah like thousands of pounds many thousands yeah. oh of pounds yeah in a year oh yeah yeah I mean, like obviously as, you, that's as, not what you would do you wouldn't just have one single crop in this type of situation but just as a sense of the volume of stuff that can come out of a single acre yeah, it's, it's bonkers. Like, Cass had grown on less than an acre last year, and, like, just the two rows of tomatoes, like, there were enough to sell tomatoes the entire season that they were growing, and we had, uh, you know, like, enough leftover to can all the tomatoes we would need for the winter if we actually did it, but we didn't. Um, but we could have wow. There's plenty. Well,
1: this and is two rows. I just just looking
0: here. Yeah, it was like two hundred foot rows over the course of a year. This is
2: that's crazy. This is
0: also
1: factoring in wood for fuel and construction.
2: Oh, okay, okay yeah. That makes that makes more sense.
1: Yeah, right. Because you know,
2: yeah, my right He, he need, It was needed wood lot. It was the same situation too for like uh, my grandfather because when he was a kid. They would um, you the bulk of the food came from the what you, what the family grew on their farm. So and and one of the major things that they grew is was tomatoes, and they were doing the same thing where they're canning the tomatoes every year. And the only things that they were buying were uh, coffee, sugar, flour, and salt. Those were the four things that they would buy. The occasional. Butcher product that they could But like you know In the you know the the early Stages of the depression where they were Relying on their their crop Year after year after year You know because they had a small plot Of land here in Cranston And they were They were able to To eat and and Live prosperously during Those times And when I say prosper like They didn't starve <laughs> <laughs>
1: and when i say prosperously i mean they didn't literally die of hunger
2: yeah <laughs> so it was like that so was good didn't yeah it was one of those it was, it's you know it's double-sided like they uh my grandfather's dad was the one of the only people in town who had a car but like at christmas time you would get like one toy car to share st- between the siblings, and like an orange and nut and berries. Like like you got fruit as your gift, and that was your Christmas gift because you didn't like have it for the rest of the year. Yeah, and it's the sweetest
1: thing you've ever tasted.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, my grandmother. Um. Her, one of uh one of her she I she said it once when I was interviewing her for a school assignment. She said. One of her, her favorite thing as a kid was like Wonder Bread. She called it American bread because it was so sweet and processed that it was like a dessert to her.
1: <laughs> Wild. I kind of like the i
2: like the wood aspect of this. Like the wood is yeah. interesting, and that's that's starting from scratch too, because the scratch part. Man, if you're going in with just, like, a bag of tools and... Well, it doesn't have to be... You, you I do mean, need a lot of land. Right,
1: but you do, like, yeah. you need wood for fuel, right? Like, just to not die in the winter. It's not necessarily that oh, you yeah. need, like, you need to cut down all the wood that you're using in the construction. More that, you know, you do need a somewhat steady supply of, of wood to keep warm, provided, you know, that's what you're using for for warmth
2: and all and where you live too because just like you were um Jim was saying about the rain in here you know if you live in Florida you're not exactly worried about using wood to keep warm all year long
1: no just to bat away the gators <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also i mean i think
0: there's a question of like what kind of technological access like if we were doing something more modern yeah wood yeah. as a heat source but also um, solar panels and heat pumps solar heat. panels heat pumps uh you could like run some piping through uh like a compost pile um and suck suck air through that oh
2: the comping through the, through the compost pile that is a good one i've never heard of that before that's cool i knew yeah, someone a who solid method for heating a greenhouse
0: <laughs> yeah so i knew someone seedlings sorry Tyler, go ahead Oh, you know, well, it's the exact same idea. I knew someone who had uh, who grew in like a geodesic dome um, mushrooms, shiitake, uh, either shiitake or oyster mushrooms. I can't, I think oyster mushrooms.
2: Yeah, um, and wings. that had to be climate oyster controlled. Mushrooms. No, for real, like
0: oyster <laughs> uh, edible mushrooms. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's edible right. mushrooms that that don't make you see fun things and howl at the moon, just like regular mushrooms that you would put on a pizza. But that wouldn't make you trip. Oh, I think fun. I think you have to keep backtracking
1: on all of your like, descriptions. Like like levels I, of I clarification? Know, I know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah,
0: and he kept it climate controlled, and, and there was like other elements, like uh, there was a air conditioner in it and a humidifier. But the primary heating element was uh, like a. There was a bunch of tubes going through a compost pile, and it would suck air through the tube like from that coiled set of tubes in into the dome uh, when
1: it was getting too cold why? super cool super cool like you know I'm I, I there's a part of me that wonders warm, rather. like didn't like why didn't more uh, humans live like subterranean terraneous, terranean
2: I, I, I wonder that all the time like the people in the Midwest who constantly have to deal with tornadoes as a threat, like, why wouldn't you have one, like, a living room that's above ground, but the rest of your house for the mo- majority is below ground so that there's way less to be ruined or destroyed by something coming over? Right,
1: and also, like, below ground, like, if you go just, like, you know, three feet below ground, it's like always 50 degrees. It's like 45, yeah. 50 degrees. Like, why? Like, I'm just, like, maybe. It, maybe there have been societies that lived much more like underground. There
2: is, this, there's one in Australia, and you can literally like expand where you live by carving. I don't know the rules of what if you had to get permits or something, but there is a town that is underground somewhere in the outback in Australia.
0: Yeah. I mean, probably it's different in different places, but
1: like around here, it gets pretty wet pretty quick when you dig. Wet. Right. Yeah, uh, th- wet. Th- that true. is an obvious answer to my question that I didn't think about.
0: Yeah, it gets wet. Wild. It gets
1: really <laughs> fucking wet. That's why.
0: Yeah, imagine imagine a flood, but you're underground already. <laughs> yeah, <it's, Wow>.
1: exactly. <laughs> Obviously,
2: yeah. that's Damn. why. <laughs> How do you not think of that?
1: That I don't know. It's you know, the, uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> the Maybe you know, well drained soils or you know drier areas. It would be feasible I mean it's also feasible here if you have like active sure, pumping systems sure yeah. sure but that's I think here though it would require quite an active pumping system mm-hmm.
1: or some sort of like or it's like in a like on a hill like on a hill
0: and that, maybe some and that's like, just ant like ant-like system where you d- have a like a water flow
1: off tunnel yeah yeah but no that's the obvious answer is is the, the wet the wet
2: wet yeah. Mm.
1: Well, there go my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone would just, uh,
2: you know, feel like a duck splashing around. Yeah. A I, wet. S- I still, I still want to build a place that's partially underground though.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're,
2: that's my you know, dream. if you're
1: going for it, like you can absolutely do it, but like why it, it the question was more like, why isn't it widespread?
2: Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's that it's a lot of work, right? Cause like you've got to manage the water.
0: I mean there are Get plenty the- of livable basements, you know, out there. But yeah, you know, you're running to humidifiers.
2: Yeah, it's just even the water in the air is tough, etc.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it gets real rainy and then you know, you could do it. It's just like to do that as like a large enough space for your entire living space. You know. Yeah. Not, it's that, not
2: a basis for a commune.
1: Not not that you couldn't live in a much smaller space than we typically do
2: so so this is a slight uh it's slight
1: tangent left turn
0: yeah right turn.
2: thank you um it's more of just a just an anecdote actually i guess but um uh, a friend of mine worked with somebody who w- lived uh, in a commune in a communist commune and Um, One of the things we've talked about with living, uh, making something with people that you actually know and care about, I think is so important because this person said that it was just all a bunch of strangers who had similar value systems. But for the most part, they just kind of they just kept to themselves the whole time and they left because they were just bored and everyone was just doing their own thing and just not really wanted to. Mingle and interact with the with the rest of the people that live there. Yes. Yeah, I so, don't know if he, if they like people left regularly and had jobs. I would assume so, um, but he and en- they ended up leaving because of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I it, it's in that makes a lot of sense to me. Like to me, it seems like almost more important than a shared vision, which would be super useful. Would mm-hmm. be. Like to have some sort of community. Like to, to to have some relationships with the people that you're working with. And I think like I I think I would rather do something like this with people that I knew and cared about that had different visions than a bunch of people I didn't know that had the same vision.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really think that's important too. Yeah. I feel the same way. I would rather do that and Yeah worry about the logistics of have, figuring out what's the best way later. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd be pedantic about, like, the, like, no or not no, and, and more, like, could get along with versus couldn't get along with. And could, like,
0: disagree with
1: and... Because you could get, get to like, know people. You get know mad at me?
0: the person and still be fine. Yeah.
1: So, uh, all right, another... Uh, possible left turns. Uh, idea that had come up for me a little earlier. Like, there's a difficulty in collective decision making, obviously, um, but like when you think about these, like systems, like like sustainability, sustain sustainable systems, right? There's an aspect of sustainability that comes from resiliency and i think making adequate preparations for rare events is absolutely crazy making and like trying to like like imagine trying to make a collective decision about how much you need to stock away for a rainy day right like rainy day being a metaphor obviously not just right. the for a winter that you don't know how long or cold it will be right yeah or a drought or a you know like that that idea freaks me out a little bit like you know how do you know when you're done and like
2: it's hard well i think you could it would take time to figure it out but you definitely could because when I think of all this commune stuff, one of, one of the stu- things that comes to mind is um, is the pilgrims. Because um, you're, you're coming here, you're, you know, you're going to some abandoned um, old old Native American village and you're kind of like trying to like pick up the pieces and do what you can with it. I feel like you'd figure out, okay, we ate this amount of food um during this period of time and so we know we have like if we want to have a storage we're going to need this much food in the storage if we're if we're worried about starving
1: right but like i think the thing that like i, I i'm sort of getting at is that you have a few years of experience but like next year might be substantially worse than it's obviously possible and not that crazy, because, you know, we're here. Um, <laughs> but I just... I think that that's a difficult sort of task to... Because, like, preparing, like, might not just be, like, do we have enough food? Like, it it's like, you know, did we properly build this dam, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, but... Yeah. Like, it, it just coming to those decisions is extremely difficult i think
0: one of the things that i like to think about in terms of those type of decisions this is partly from video games like, like community survival video games
2: rimworld even uh
0: yeah and others but primar- rimworld. primarily rimworld. Is,
2: is that made with the cnc machine <laughs> It's one of its functions. The better sure. tasting part. <laughs> um better, <tasting>. anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> Special uh,
0: is it? Just the idea of like, not just like, do I have enough of something stored, but like if the way that I get this resource becomes unavailable forever, <laughs> basically, or or for an uh, an amount of time that I I I don't even know how to like. If some if some event happens, like it starts snowing in the middle of summer, it's like okay, what I knew about the growing season is no longer true. So if something like that happens, is do you even have like what ideas do you have, or do you have any notion of what you could do um, to still live? Um, and I think that kind of thing is, and that's an extreme example, but like, uh,
2: it's a, it's a very real one though. Yeah, Yeah, like like weird climate related stuff. Or even
0: even like smaller examples. Like, okay. Like the magnetic poles
2: flipping. Just
0: kidding. Uh, Sure. (laughs) I mean, that
2: could
1: be
0: a big one. But like like, uh, we use wood to heat our homes. The primary type of tree has like this tree blight. Uh, Has some kind of blight. And so all of a sudden, like the best wood resources are basically about to be gone. Like, is there some other way that we could use to heat our homes during the winter? And these are things that, right. like, logistic problems that I think are kind of fun to think about. Like, if you have yeah. enough different t- energy sources, that's all of a sudden not that big of a deal because you could d- d- use electricity to heat. Um, and that's, like, a, I, just that type of of thinking of, like, not only do how much do I have to store, but, like, if I had to change this system, do I have an alternative way of
2: getting wow, this resource? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, I, like, I was thinking about that in terms of, like, You know, we're talking about the in a commune of friends that have this transitional period of like keeping their day jobs and like building something right so that they can transition away from that. Like, you know, there's still, you know, I think it would be important to consider that uh, everyone who is working outside of the direct support of this group would need to be in some way able to scale one way or the other both for practicality and convenience right so like if there's more work needed at the farm so that and you don't need as much monetary income from outside you can scale back say you're doing contract work or like what you're considering doing tyler where you're doing like you know uh data uh analytics or you know if that's even the right term um you not know, on a piecemeal basis or on a uh, a la carte basis you know but like if you know there are times when you could be doing a whole lot of that and be pushing it and like pulling in as much work as possible And times when you don't need to be seeking out work and there's not a a draw on your time like that Um, so that like when times do get tough let's say you have a shit growing season and there's nothing to put up for the winter you know maybe we buy from another local farm and prepare or whatever
1: or borrow or borrow Mm. or on
0: credit. <laughs> if you give me three cabbages this winter, I will give you four cabbages next.
1: That's interest.
0: Yeah, is born. I, mean, I love, I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, that, that's honestly, these type of things inform my decisions about what I want to do. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> uh, that kind of lifestyle is sounds like, you know, being able to work more or less based on need sounds like the, it
1: sounds like my ideal lifestyle, honestly. So there, there was this whole thing I heard about today, uh, where the, the this guy who was a moderator of the anti-work subreddit. Did you hear about this at all? No,
2: I I, I loosely heard heard some things, but I don't know any of the details. I don't. I just. I, yeah. No,
1: I I don't remember. I, whatever, doesn't matter. There was some well, dish. There was some. The Fox News had an interview with a guy who was a, uh, you know, moderator of the R slash anti work, and then that blew up, and then that they closed that, you know, like whatever the drama. Um, but I, I like there is that idea of like anti work, and it, it ties into this where it, it it's more about the like. How do we determine how much work is necessary for survival, right? And it, I, I think that's part of what I was getting at with the idea of the, um, like preparedness, right? Like, you know, like because we've you, there's an. Understandable amount of work that's necessary to create enough food for me personally to survive for a regular year, you know, like, great. But then if I have to do more work now so that I'm not destroyed later and I don't really know how to calibrate the amount of work necessary in this moment to ensure survival through an, uh, a, a like a difficult event that I can't really foresee, how do I know when I have done enough today?
2: I, don't know I think it starts
0: it. by paying off uh, credit card debt. <laughs> 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 That's a
2: low blow. <laughs>
0: I think Blake's answer is right, though. I, I don't think you do. I think no, I don't. You just don't. Right, you don't know. And
1: that's what I, that's what I'm getting at with like the difficulty <laughs> of that decision. And ha- but it's so important because like if you want to live a life where you work when you need to work and you don't when you don't, you have to have some way of determining when you do and when you don't. And because we don't know what's coming, and we're constantly in maintenance mode and in pre- preparation mode for unknown events like that's an extremely difficult problem and so like in a lot of yeah, ways th- th- we have th- that's just true. set down that's
0: true in our normal life now you know that doesn't that's not like unique to this commune situation you know what i mean right but the like, way
1: we manage that in our normal life is to like just be part of society right like you just like you work you know a set number of hours or in a set type of job and like yeah but
0: you quit a job if you're not making enough money or you always try to get more money or like you save for goals or whatever you still have a budget budgets exist you know you just create a budget that has less line items on the i need to grow food or build furniture or whatever the fuck
1: right but i kind of mean like in normal like life now we do like you know, a set number of hours or something like that in a week, or just like, you know, obviously that changes for different folks, but like, you know, like we just say, okay, 40 hours is enough generally. Right. Like, and you know, obviously you evaluate your own life, you have your own stuff going on. Right. But I don't know. You know, I just, (laughs) I think it's, I think there's something really interesting in wanting a life where you only do the work that is necessary because as wonderful as that sounds and and as appealing as that is, I don't know what objective basis you use to determine what work is necessary.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it's the same objective basis of like. My, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just just dis- disagreeing with you in that it's that different from how life is now. You know, right? Which like, is why we're I, so frantic.
1: I, like, the re- that's thats what I mean. It's like we're so frantic because we're just like, oh, I, I guess this is enough. Well,
0: I mean, not that I guess this is enough. Like, it's its like if I've had plenty of jobs in the past where I, like my first, uh, you know, salaried job. You flipped to the I kept spreadsheet. for so wait,
1: Sorry. When the <laughs> boss walks right. by.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm just uh, uh, grinding away on my woodcutting level in my office the whole time. No. Uh <laughs> J- jokes, <laughs> jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: now, uh, the uh, my first my first salary job, at, at the uh, the dispensary I worked at. Right, I stayed there a lot longer than what made me happy because I didn't have the option to just leave. Right, I didn't have the option or to you didn't just feel like you did. To well, no, I didn't. Like financially, I didn't. I needed to leave with a plan with another job that made as much money as that and when you're 24 and just bought a house and 100 of your income is literally not even covering groceries you know like that was not going to be feasible i needed to have something to cover all of the expenses i was covering at the time right Mm -hmm. so credit card (laughs) so i mean that that is ultimately what the result was uh
1: but Slushy money is really important in society. Sorry, go on. Gotcha, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: No, so like, but in a... So there's less flexibility there. Where I'm saying is if you build a lifestyle where, let's say, like, you know, Tyler's uh, situation is a perfect example. Let's say he can be um, whatever, let's say, the minimum salary that one needs for a lifestyle outside of the commune, right, is uh $50,000 a year. Right, you need that baseline to cover your house and food and, you know, maybe some social activity and shit. Like those are your like all your expenses. Like 50 grand a year. Um if you need that baseline, you get a job that pays you at least 50 grand a year, right? But now you have one income stream, one option, which is have this job or not. And if you don't have this job, there better be another one there that pays the same amount or more, right? But if you are a person who can organize your life and get income from something NFTs. like- uh, Somewhat? Yeah, so for some NFTs that are just like pictures really, really, really close up of my butthole. <laughs> just make millions on that.
1: Do you know your butthole is as unique as your fingerprint?
0: Is it real? It's truly a beautiful rim world. <laughs> my butthole in particular? <laughs> what do you mean it's, it's a general rule of your thumb? fingerprint? Like particularly your fingerprint. <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking <laughs> your at finger,
2: both your fingerprint in particular.
0: Everyone else's butthole is exactly the same. It's mine. It's different.
2: (laughs) Anal identification,
0: please. You should probably get that checked out. (laughs) I prefer to check it in. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, but what I'm saying is like if you're doing something like, you know, uh, getting contracted for work and you can select the work that you do, you know, and you know how much work you need to do in order to make that 50 grand a year as a baseline, you keep doing that. If you are motivated or have more time or like need more income and you can work a little more and scale your pay with that that's great if you don't need it as much because say you're living on a commune with 15 of your friends and growing most of your food then why the fuck are you going to do all that like you know and do something your else. costs are only 20 10 yeah grand exactly if if you have like a shared like if everyone if you have a group of people that is reducing costs in terms mm-hmm. of like t- maybe tax burden if you're if a shared ownership of property and uh right um and tax food on your fucking income <laughs> food is expensive too um, yeah so if you could like really reduce those costs i think that's something that like amish communities and in uh mennonite communities which i think often do a lot of like carpentry work and stuff um if i'm remembering right
2: Wait, what is uh what is Met- M- mennonite what is that
0: yeah, I think it's a group. I think it has. Uh, I think there's an associated religion. It's kind of like the Amish people, I think. But they, I think they use a little bit more technology. But they have communities that uh, like produce very much their cost of living, and so they can t- take jobs for cheaper. You know, if you if the average cost of living for a year for each person is you know five thousand dollars instead of thirty thousand dollars, then um, you yeah. can take jobs for cheaper, and you need to do fewer of them. Which is the same kind of point, I
2: think, that Jim was just making. How do, how do you yeah. spell that?
1: M-E-N-N-O-N-I-T-E.
0: I love these kind of conversations, because this is, I mean, I know I've already said it, but it's kind of a goal of mine. It's like a dream. Like, how yeah. can I, with some other groups, with some other me and my partner and some other families and friends
2: oh yeah i i totally agree you um, we, we 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 were like joked about buying this house we saw for sale in coventry that was like technically within our price range but it was it would have been very difficult but it also was a mansion and essentially and you could um We could have everyone move in, you know, and we could make like a whole house of of family and stuff like that. I love the idea of of having some kind of family compound.
0: Yeah, I'd prefer to have my own house. More smaller houses. More smaller houses. I like a big house. I think there should be definitely a giant shared space like barn.
1: Hell yeah! Mm -hmm. That'd be
0: sick. Like where there's like amenities, like
1: you know, a dance floor, play music, a dance
0: floor for sure. Sawdust on the floor, smoke lingering around everyone's heads. Uh,
1: One of those uh, little toys where you wind up in the teeth chatter.
0: (laughs) Yes, Yeah. real, real old timey, classic shit. (laughs) Top hats, (laughs) a CNC machine. (laughs) Yes. Because we're all about consent in this family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, but but like, we should we? Uh, Also, you know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? I want to, I want to mill. I want to, I want to buy some land and log it. Is that bad? Am I bad if I want to buy land and log it? no well i don't i think
0: i mean you can you can clear cut and i would feel like there's an argument for that being bad but there's also an argument for clear cutting some of land in order to grow food on it that i don't think is that terrible um and there's sustainable maintenance of a stand you know like if you got 20 acres and you know 10 families and you designate a couple acres that are going to rotate that yeah like tyler said replant or whatever like hell yeah log that shit do you guys want to buy a small plot of land and just log it a whole bunch of um black walnuts on it and then in 20 years harvest it and sell the wood for retirement income
2: kind of yeah like i'm down actually that doesn't sound half bad
0: all right i don't know if it's a feasible plan anymore but there was a time in like the early 2000s where like I, i just remember reading a story about a bunch of dudes that like had like less than, it was like less than three acres or something, but they just like planted a bunch of black walnuts and like maintained them and just had like real nice straight lumber that they sold. And like that was their entire retirement was just investing in this property and like raising fucking wow. black walnuts. And trees.
2: raising trees. Yeah.
0: All right. What's, what's, what's out in like Burraville? Like, <laughs> I kind of mean at it. Ballentown, Connecticut.
2: My, Dude, my friend uh, just moved from there. Burville. it's got a great little taco shop. Um, it's, uh, it's got... It's home to the... I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it. The most severe cases of uh, mental illness in the state. Wait, what? Yeah, there's... Uh, Zamborano is a... Um, Mental hospital out there, and it's it's all the uh, most severe mental patients in the state are are over there, and it's it's on the news. It's like a complete, you know, it's it's a crime against humanity. It's awful over there. All
1: right, Oof. zero spri- so, Spring Grove Road, Chapachet, Rhode Island, forty-two point four six acres, seventy-five thousand dollars. What? Do you guys want to start a real estate company? Something we've talked about. Yeah. No, but like $75,000, 42 acres.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. I'd like to know how much is wetland. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously would too,
1: but like, you know,
0: if... I also don't have, I have, don't have that much money um, or income right now.
1: Yeah, I know. But this is not something that we're going to do today, but you know if we got 42 acres and got like what 75,000 you know if we had six people scrape together
0: $15,000 I mean I I'm definitely down to to start looking at and thinking about this type of stuff we could on that much land we could do the walnuts and start a commune
1: hell yeah we could <laughs> Like, you just go log it, right? Like, just go get some nice
2: fucking flat boards, make some tables. And, too, I feel like, I guess it gets a little bit more complicated when you do this, but people would definitely want to come hang out at this and want to come see it and come party. And they'd be like, oh, I want to hang out at this. It's almost be like you could make it nice, like a park.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, you can make like a part of it to be just like maintained uh, if we got you know, like public space. Alright, if we got fifteen people, it's five grand a piece. To get twenty percent? Well no or you're talk that's all of it. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: Oh yeah, if we were gonna take out a loan, then it'd be easy. I just but I, I think well so uh, if you're going to, for practical purposes, if you were going to take out a loan, banks are a little hesitant. I think don't give as good interest to rates fucking commies. Groups of people. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> that's, groups I mean, of people yes, that aren't, like, they do if
0: you incorporate. <laughs> or whatever True. it's called. You just, like, become if a company. you
2: become one person <laughs> let <laughs> us become <laughs> one person. we are one blood to blood dust to dust
1: fico score to fico score <laughs> 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 uh, well i mean we have some business some business plans uh, I mean, like logging, like, you know, I know, I I know logging is bad, but is it, but is it actually like, if you do it, Um, like if you no, there's a reasonable way to do that. No, dude, like
0: that's the, we can, we can make a plan, right? Like we form an LLC, we have a board of directors that includes everybody that's in this LLC. And we come to a decision about how we want to manage the land. And there's a whole shitload of logging that we can do in say preparation for we're going to build houses. So we find and scout out the best trees for that and set that material aside and manage that properly. We set aside some that we know we're going to harvest in the future for heating or for other purposes. We set aside some, maybe that we sell, you know, if we just need to clear space, maybe we stack up some and sell split firewood by the fucking, uh, cord or whatever just to get some resources put back into it or monetary resources put back into it you know i don't think that's unreasonable i don't think we should clear cut 40 acres No, but i think that like making a land management plan like the dem does that all the time like that's that's a thing that's not a uh, i'm in unreasonable yeah i'm i'm super down um and now the whole internet will know that we're communists <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Joe's our fearless
1: charismatic leader. But kind of actually, like I kind of—I mean, kind of actually, yeah. Like the idea of just like getting a bunch of folks together to like, because like I mean, if we did do a loan, like I mean, twenty percent of seventy-five thousand dollars is there's got to be a lot of wetland. I I mean, there's a pond on it.
2: Oh yeah, I mean,
0: a
1: pond is a good thing, right? But I mean to say, like, it's probably what's the address again? Zero Spring Grove Road, Chipatchet.
0: I mean, I think by definition, it depends on the plant life and stuff. But like, only a few yards outside of the outside of standing water is unbuildable. It's number zero. It's kind of crazy.
1: I mean, that's just yeah,
0: yeah. That is crazy.
1: I mean, that's what they do when there's Never no address because yeah.
0: there's no address. Right, there's no address assigned to it yet. Yeah, that makes sense. We would need to get to an address, and my first vote is. 69 69 thank you sixty nine. Uh,
1: yeah, nice I... av <laughs> All right uh, over 1 acre of this lot is land <laughs> So it's a 42 acre <laughs> pond that you're buying today?
2: <laughs> do you start bo- bottling water now it's a bottled water business your Yeah water. this isn't
1: going to work <laughs> It's all wetland. <laughs> that explains it. It's like, yeah, that's way too cheap. That's way too cheap.
2: <laughs> hey, man, you know when they're fighting war over water, we'll we'll have the last the last pond. <laughs> that doesn't look like forty two acres of pond.
0: Forty two acres is a lot of land to just be a pond.
1: Yeah, this doesn't seem right. Something seems wrong here. Maybe it's one acres a pond. It says over one like, acre of, that this, makes more sense. of this is land, the rest is pond. Ever dreamed of owning your own pond? Well, you can make all your dreams come true. Right here in Gloucester on this sprawling 42-acre parcel of property for sale. Woods, water, I and I want to shoot the
0: person who wrote the copy on this fucking
1: zillow. Make article. this <laughs> property a great find. One plus acre is buildable. The majority of the acreage is pond. All approvals in place. There may be a DEM dam on the property and may not qualify for title insurance without a survey. May
0: so we need a different
1: spot. Yeah, and it's you know, forty two acres is a fuck ton of land. Like,
2: what if we drain the pond and then
1: plant trees? (laughs) What if we just drill a hole to the center (laughs) of the earth and let the pond flow into it? I told you Joe was leading us to the center of the earth, people. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking told you. Because this one here says forty two point two five acres for three hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars.
0: There was recently 90 acres for $900,000 on sale on, for, on Lara Lane, but that's too much money. Yeah, one... And may have
2: sold. All right, this one... Cool mi- million, we'll pay it in cash.
1: <laughs> but let's see, remove boundary. What else we got? Is this the portion of the
0: episode where this we guy. all just this, look at... This guy uh, next zero. door
2: has a pool.
0: That's a pond. maybe. We can uh,
1: start. No, no. Up. There's there's a yeah. guy
2: with a huge mansion, not too far. He's got his like own quarry or something. It looks like. All right.
1: Yeah. Th- this says twenty point three six acres for a hundred and sixty five thousand uh, dollars. This is a rural area, private twenty acre lot with a single family residence allowed.
0: could probably
1: subdivide close to major highway heart of the blackstone valley very close to the trunk trail great for horse riding yeah i i i'm i want to look i want to look into logging (laughs) okay but yeah i i kind of like the idea like i really want to maybe i'll just start in the back of my dad's house like i want to Start. I was gonna say,
2: used to chop trees back in the day. Yeah,
1: like I want to cut down a tree and turn it into boards. Like you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I want. That's you can. uh, There's a pretty. I mean, I. I wouldn't say easy, but simple
0: way of making a like a a chainsaw out of a chainsaw. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Really? Oh wow! Out of a single chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Yep. Damn. Day, just, you know. Here's
0: a uh, 26 acre lot for 219 thousand in Green, Rhode Island.
1: 100.86. Uh, we need more. Like we need land. Like we're not looking for a lot in a development. This is 26 acres. No, I was looking at a different thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 3.15 acres for 230 thousand. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Should we do should we start wrapping up here? We've
0: been on this call for Well, I've been recording for 2 hours, but
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've been recording for an hour and a half. So that that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's
0: wrap up. Do we do we want to do statements or
2: Yeah, good statement. Good final statement.
0: Who wants to go first?
1: Throughout this entire conversation, what I have been trying to elicit is the realization that what we are trying to describe is, in fact, society.
0: I'd like to go next and say, say, um, fuck the government. Let's start a commune.
2: (laughs) What do you got, Blake? Uh, um, mm, I don't know if it's a commune related. That's fine. Um, but uh I
0: think it's a tr- it's a tradition to just say something that is totally first, off base and that,
2: Yeah. No one's allowed to respond to. Um <laughs> the uh I I definitely think that I don't know the one of the best ways we get one of the most important things in life is holidays. Nice.
0: Um you know, what i'd what i'd like to say is <laughs>